Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hey, welcome back. So, we have a topic that I know you guys love, and this is a topic we started a few shows ago, and it is how to make your fourth quarter the best quarter of not just your year, but your entire life. And we introduced a concept, and this is something that Julie and I personally do, and it's called TFW 2020. So here's the concept. Basically, total effing war in 2020. You have to declare, or we are strongly suggesting as your coach or future coach, you declare total effing war, and not using a bad word, <laughs> on your own complacency, on your own lack of willingness to learn skill and do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. You have to declare, or we're strongly suggesting, you declare war on the things that you have chosen to continue to struggle with for all these long years and all these long decades. And I'm talking about some of the things that are not, that are slightly outside of the realm of our professional coaching services, but maybe some of you guys are wanting to stop struggling with your physicality, or maybe you're wanting to stop struggling with your relationships. Why don't you decide to stop struggling? Why don't you decide to actually bringing it back in to talk about real estate in your business, why don't you decide actually to become a listing agent? Why don't you decide to start doing some of the things that we strongly suggest you do in our book, Harris Rules. You can get that at Barnes & Noble and Amazon, a bunch of other bookstores. Why don't you actually, maybe, seriously, for the first time, at the highest level, commit to becoming the best version of yourself as a real estate practitioner, becoming the best version of yourself as a spouse, becoming the best version of yourself as a parent, becoming the best version of yourself as a business owner who leads with profit. Why don't you make a list of the things that you know you don't have, look, it could be a long list, but don't make a long list. Make a list of the things that for the next 90 days, part of your next 90 days uh, plan that you're going to no longer let get by you. And that might just be your really lame lead follow-up. There's an easy one to fix. How about this? You're really terrible at pre-qualifying. Oh, no, I'm not, Tim. I don't like you criticizing my blah, blah, blah. Really? So you always ask whether or not you know, they have houses to sell, what their time frames are. You're always asking the tough questions of sellers and to really get to the heart of why they're selling. You always know what everyone's motivation is. You know why a seller has to sell before, they put, you know, before you go to talk with a seller at the listing appointment. You know all these things. No, you don't. You don't really drill down. You, if, why don't you make a list of all – do you have a listing presentation that's consistent? Do you have a pre-listing pack that's consistent that covers all the objections that a seller might maybe have for you? Do you have all these things in place? You probably don't, do you? So why don't you make a list of all the things, and it's a long list, that you are avoiding actually mastering and do that in the next 90 days. At the very least, get the parts on the, you know, put the pieces on the chessboard so you can have these things mastered maybe by January or February of next year because here's what matters. And this is the reason that we're trying our best to educate you, we're trying to motivate you, and ultimately we're trying to get you into action with TFW 2020. Here's why. Because next year is going to be a changing. The market's a changing. 
there's going to be headwinds. It's going to be a seller's uh, the seller's market in many of your markets is over. You're now maybe eventually sort of kind of accepting it, <laughs> right? Maybe you're going to really feel the difference next year, and you are ill-prepared. You are. Every single one of you listing has much to do to prepare for the changing market. If you don't, if you all know it's true, but you just don't want to accept it. And here's why I'm fearful for you, especially those who, of you who will take too long. Most people do not take actions that they perceive will cause them discomfort until the real discomfort of not having taken the action is greater. And we use this example of the, you know, the, the fat guy that goes into the doctor constantly, and he, this was a real coaching client, and the doctor's constantly telling him to lose weight or he's going to develop health problems, and eventually the health problems are going to result in him having to have appendages, fingers, toes, legs cut off because of bad circulation. Doesn't listen, doesn't listen, doesn't listen. doctor finally says, time to schedule your surgery to remove one of your legs. Then he finds Jesus, and he loses all the weight. And he gets in such great shape, he's on the cover of a men's fitness magazine. Guy's name was Monet, his real name. So I use that as an example because he is a great example of what happens for most of you. You will not make perceived changes that, ca- that you perceive will cause you pain and discomfort unless the, uh, it, until you absolutely have to. So we're asking you to start retooling your business in preparation for a new real estate economy, a new real estate market for the new year. We're asking you to seriously take a hard look at some of the things we suggest you do in Harris Rules so that you are not sitting in the doctor's office when it's almost too late where the doctors, doctors explain to you something painful has to happen. Then you're having to play catch-up. Then it's horrible. So do it ahead of time. Look, we might be wrong about how severe the changing market's going to be. We probably are. And we're probably over-dramatizing the importance of you changing your business model. Full disclosure, we're doing it intentionally. Why? Because we'd rather have you guys be over-prepared. You know, it's the old hope for the best, but be prepared for the worst. What you're doing is hoping for the best, and you're not prepared at all for anything other than the best. We want you to be over-prepared. And what's the downside of being over-prepared? You're smarter. You're more efficient. You're running a more profitable business. You're better for your clients. You're more focused on being of service to other people. Right? Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. Well, you know, the interesting thing is the things that you do to seemingly be overprepared is exactly the same list that you should follow to be prepared all the time for anything. These are things that you should be doing not because you have to because, you know, a bus is headed to hit you but because it's good business practice. The thing is, when the market's super hot and the houses basically sell themselves and it's fast and furious all the time, it's easy to believe that that's because of you, it's because that's how it's always going to be, things are easy, and you start making financial mistakes. You start making lazy mistakes, like you know your example of Monet. That was a lazy mistake that got out of hand until the doctor said, choose a limb. <laughs> you get to keep some, but you have to give up at least one. So I think that it may seem like over-preparing to some of these guys, but it's actually bringing them back to how things should be all the time anyway. And that brings us to, like you mentioned the book, right? It talks about be the best at what actually matters. And I know you just ended a podcast where you're talking about it's not enough to just do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. You've got to do it at the highest level, not on the days where you just feel like it, but all of the time. You should be using a pre-listing package every single time on every single appointment not just on appointments where maybe you don't know them as well as your past clients. Having different rules for different people is very inefficient. 
So that's what I was thinking as you were talking about, you know, hoping for the best but still preparing for the worst. Versus, How do they know? You know I, I think you're right. They're hoping that the best continues forever. That's not sustainable, though. How do they? Sense. Well, it couldn't. But, but the fact is, is that the best doesn't just have to be in a buoyant seller's market. The best can be no. whatever direction the market's going. These guys will make money helping people no matter what direction the market's going if they have the skill set to help people in no matter what direction the market's going. The industry is addicted to the belief that, you know, basically it always has to be a buoyant seller's market. Look at, um, well, so we were up in um, New York earlier this year talking with one of the best brokerages in the world, Douglas Elliman. And they have been in the heart of a, a absolutely destructive buyer's market for now going on two years. And I was watching an interview the other day with the CEO of the company, and I thought to myself, that guy is a true leader. He was in front of the world telling about the fact that the you know, Manhattan market, for the most part, is an absolute train wreck. How essentially he was being so honest that if I was, a, you know, if I was watching that as a potential seller, I'd want to list with – I will seriously list with a company that's willing to tell me the truth. I didn't like – as a seller, I wouldn't have liked what he was saying. But as a seller, I would have appreciated the fact that he was willing to tell me the truth. And he did it by explaining the market statistics, the market trends, the feedback from the agents, the buyers, the whole thing. It was elegant. It was beautiful. But it was scary as hell if you don't have the skill set to compete in a market like that. And he even went as far as to say, because the, the um, interviewers, the reporters, they were too addicted to the happy talk of a seller's market. And they were looking for him to say some happy talk about the return to a seller's market. They were expecting him to have some sort of pivot that would lead back to the old you know, sort of banter. And he didn't. He said, and the fact is, this market's probably going to be uh, declining and a buyer's market for at least the next two years. <gasps> what? Yep. That's called telling the truth. That's called telling the truth so the sellers can stop their aspirational pricing and the sellers can be prepared for essentially the fact that, Mr. Seller, um, you would probably agree or would you agree that it probably makes sense that, you know, the house, your apartment in the case of New York, will be worth now more now than in six months. Or you can do it as a question. Do you believe, Mr. Seller, that your place will be worth more now or in six months? And by the way, six months, you have to carry the property taxes, the carrying costs, the association fees, and not to mention the fact that the statistics are showing us that the prices are declining. So do you believe or have reasons to believe that the house will be, the place will be worth more now or in six months or three months or six years? And you'll discover that when you really are knowing what to say and how to say it, the sellers will listen. So the point of us doing this series of podcasts for you guys is so that you can be prepared for next year. Your next year, and this is the very important point, does not start January 1st. Your next year has already started. Your next year started October 1st. I'm going to say it again. And even if you're listening to this in replay, don't discount what I'm saying, okay? Your new year starts the last quarter of the previous year. Every top producing agent knows that's true. I'm going to say it again just to make sure you're listening. Congratulations, it's 2020. Pop the champagne cork, okay? Hopefully you've got your New Year's resolutions done because the year has started. Now, what's the advantage to thinking like that? You are going to be in production, business-minded, during the easiest time to generate leads of the year because your competition is off collecting candy. You're, you're basting their turkeys and wrapping their presents. That's why. 
Generating leads this time of year is simple. Now, will they all want to list or engage with you now? No, but you can start solidifying relationships, and those listings will come your way or your buyers will come your way in the spring. The concept is simple, and you have to know your market statistics to know this. But your average, the average time it takes from conversation to paycheck, you have to know what that cycle is. In some markets, it's 120 days. In other markets, it's six months. In some markets, it's two or three years. But whatever your cycle is, assume it's going to get protracted. So the conversations that you initiate today, they might not want to list until next year, but you're going to then have a list of folks that you hopefully have listing contracts signed with that will start uh, your year off your official year off at an incredibly high level versus having to rebuild the momentum. I understand that all of you are conditioned. I feel the same exact way to not work that hard in fourth quarter. I totally get it. I, Julie and I have been coaching for so long. I've experienced it with so many different people. I think it's actually physiological. I think physiologically there's something in our bodies that wants to naturally slow down when the weather starts to change. I don't, I, I mean, I have no other way of explaining it. But I do know from a business making money helping people perspective, allowing yourself to be slow in the fourth quarter is an enormous mistake because then come next year, what are you then dealing with? All the other agencies start coming out of their hibernations who you're now having to compete with, and the market dynamics are going to bake it so that it's not as easy as it is now to start generating new leads, in some cases listing contracts or listing contracts that go active in the spring. You are, if you decide to be a proactive lead generator, which we teach you how to do, you're going to you know, be able to call expires, for example, and they're going to answer the phone because they're going to be home. You know, there's so many incredible opportunities this time of year that you will only get this time of year uh, in this level of abundance. So I want you to seriously consider what we're telling you, but start out with the concept that your new year has started. By the way, many of you guys are going to want a free coaching call after this because we're going to have motivated you to want to take action, and I made it easy for you. Just text the word Harris to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. And when you do, we're going to give you, which you need to download right away, the Real Estate Treasure Map. The Real Estate Treasure Map is your fill-in-the-blank business plan. Print it out. You know, See yourself printing it out right now, and then you're going to fill it out. We suggest you fill it out if you're married, have a partner, to fill it out with them because it is an interactive sort of family, business, personal life plan where you can kind of go through all your finances, but also then you can start creating your plan for the next 12 months. You will feel an amazing level of relief having an actual plan, knowing that you actually know what you're going to be doing, how you're going to be doing it. It drills down all the way to the point where you know what your daily schedule will be. So all you've got to do is to get that for free. It's not for wimps. This is the real deal. So this plan is for free, but it, trust me when I tell you, you're going to have to sit down. Sometimes it takes people two to three hours to get it done, and you're going to need a calculator. But text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Julie, what point did we live off on? Well, we had uh – impressed upon them, hopefully, that their job is to actually look at fourth quarter because really this is the runway to next year. It's almost like thinking about it as five quarters, and this is your, I don't really want to say practice quarter because you're not making practice money when you do this, but you've got to take it really seriously and figure out how many actual work days, honest-to-God work days, taking out holidays, weekends, travel, kids stuff, you know, your own holiday parties, and be honest about how many real work days you've got. It could be as low as 50-something, even though looking at the calendar, it looks like about 90. 
when our elite coaching clients do this, we usually end up in the 50s somewhere. And what they do is they get into their calendar, their actual wall calendar, their desk calendar, you know, whatever you're using for scheduling, and they put a dollar sign on days that are to be productive, and they decide what to put on the days off, happy faces, whatever makes, you know, whatever impresses upon you that it's an actual day off. So after you've figured that out, then you can plan and really crack down on what you have to make. So there's two numbers here, and this is in the 90-day massive action plan. First thing is to do a look back. They can all do that individually. Once they've seen, am I on track ahead or behind, then they can determine what they actually have to do for fourth quarter. So there's two numbers involved. One is what you have to make. That's just to keep the lights on, right? Well, maybe your spouse or your partner is contributing. Maybe you got some rental income. But after you subtract all that out, what do you actually have to make? Okay, so that's a number. Then looking at your, your goals in your 90-day massive action plan and maybe getting back into your treasure map and what you planned on doing this year, probably – I mean, most of our coaching clients are on track or ahead, and they have accomplished many of those goals. But probably you have some things left to do. That could be paying off a credit card. It could be buying a new car. It could be upgrading your wardrobe. You know, we've got a whole section in the Harris Rules book about upgrading everything and being, looking, acting like the agent that you plan on being. It's, it talks about upgrading everything. Well, that has some paychecks involved, right? So that's another number. When you add those two numbers together, because it's not really that exciting to only keep the lights on, you could probably do that managing Starbucks for most of you. We want you to have exciting goals in addition to just paying your bills. When you add those together, you can then divide it by your average net commission to you, and that will equal the number of units you've got to do fourth quarter. Now, to, again, to meet or exceed those bigger goals. Don't get caught up in whether it's going to close this year or not. You're not in complete control of that. Every deal is different. You're going to have some that close right away and other ones that maybe stretch into first quarter. That's okay. What you're trying to do is figure out what is the number that you've got to put in contract. Then from there, you can look at – usually what I do with my elite clients, and I know you do this too, Tim, is look at what's already in the pipeline. That always makes them feel a lot better unless – you know, maybe they're having a rough quarter, <laughs> and then you have a different conversation. But for most of you guys, what have you got in the pipeline? So you look at your lead follow-up, your active listings, who is actually going to sell. As soon as you have that conversation, you then start talking about price reductions and things like that, who might be taking a break during the holidays, and you really drill down on what you can pretty much count on. Now, buyers are a little bit different story, and then it gets complicated if they're, buying, if they're selling with you. You've got their listing, and then they're going to buy with you. But really what this does, Tim, I see these guys do this all the time. Maybe they've got 15 active listings. When they're really being honest, they'll say, these three are probably going to give up until spring. They're not that motivated. Then they say, these three or four have to sell like yesterday. Why haven't I sold it yet? Well, maybe we're a little price tweak away from victory. Maybe we got to go over there and have some coffee with them and go over some new comps. Maybe do the seller's reality tour like we talked about last week on the Hard to Sell Listings podcast. Okay, so then you look at, all right, I know I can probably count on this. Then I know what my real number is I've got to generate this quarter. Maybe you've got to find six new transactions no matter what to meet or exceed your fourth quarter goals. That's a lot easier to concentrate on and to actually succeed at and saying, you know what, I feel like I'm a little bit behind, you know, i got to do so much business to get ahead. Well, that's not defined. That's kind of the difference between a dream and a goal. The goal is defined. The dream is just, well, it would be kind of nice. 
you've got to treat your numbers seriously and know what they actually are. I find when you look at your lead follow-up and your existing buyers and your existing listings, and you take that out of the mix, it's so much easier to concentrate on that, right? If I plopped you into any city in the country, Tim, with a real estate license, and I said, you know what? You've got 50 work days to come up with six new listings. You know you could do that, right? But if I took you to the same city and I plopped you down and I said, you know what? You're a little bit behind. Go see what you can do. I mean, see if you can get ahead. Maybe you can pull something out fourth quarter. Which way do you think is more successful? Got to have it is an to interesting, on. but it is an interesting question, right? So if you were to, we, this a, it's a fun mental exercise. If, for example, you were to enter into a reality TV show, right? And the reality TV show will award you a million dollars in cash, but you have to take to Joy's point ten listings in the next ninety days. And some of you, I know, that's easy. For most of you, it's not. But you had to take ten listings in the next ninety days. That's it. You have to do it however you're going to do it, 10 listings in the next 90 days. But you get a million dollars in cold, hard cash. All of you would figure out how to do it. You would magically, mystically, almost like somehow the universe <laughs> is bringing yeah, you the answer. Yeah, they stop saying they don't know what to do. That's for sure. Because right. you do know what to do. You do know what to do. It. You just don't want to do it. So if all of a sudden you were given a million dollars to take 10 listings in the next 90 days, every single one of you would figure out how to do it. Isn't that interesting? That's the power of focusing your mind, by the way, guys. That's the power of getting past your own BS. That's the power of basically cutting through all the Mickey Mouse that you think is important. Oh, where, what would you stop doing? That's another little fun you know, scaling of that same question. If you were in this reality TV game and you know, the cameras are around you, and you're living like you are now. And let's say you're believing that you have to do Instagram and social networking and Facebooking and all this other garbage. Would you do any of that crap if your goal – you know it doesn't work. You know it doesn't work. <laughs> okay? Of course You know it what they work. all say, Tim? They say, I mm. guess I'd stop driving past that FISBO in my neighborhood. Exactly. Huh? You guys, Why what, do you do you, that now? Would, right. That's the point. You do have a million dollars that you could make next year or the next 90 days. You don't know what you're going to lift. You don't know what those listings are going to lead to. You don't know what the skill set that you're going to develop, how much money you can make off just essentially deciding finally to stop screwing around and faking it in real estate and trying to be a, you know, a celebrity. You know, decide if you were given a choice between being rich and being famous. What's happened is many of you, without knowing it, have chosen to be famous. You're attracted to coaches and gurus that are telling you one thing leads to the other. That is a lie. It does not lead to the other because you have limited time. You have limited abilities. And, you know, a Matthew McConaughey quote, which is funny, life is barely long enough to get good at one thing, choose wisely. The prescription for long-term, ever-increasing levels of success in real estate is make that one thing, learning how to be a powerful listing agent. And all this other crap you will quickly realize is irrelevant. You already know what I'm saying is true. Well, I'm going to prove it. You have to take 10 listings in the next 90 days, and you get a million dollars. What would you stop doing? Isn't that funny, the answers that pop into your head? Isn't it amazing how the long list of time-wasting things that you thought were important and were told that were important all of a sudden melt away? Isn't it shocking how all of a sudden you're having an internal conversation about what Julie said? You know, the unrepresented owner, a.k.a. FISBO, the expired, you all of a sudden will become the best lead follow-upper ever. 
You'll be You'll so stop good avoiding that seller you haven't talked to in 30 days because yes. you've run out of things to say to them when their house didn't sell instantaneously. Mm-hmm. You know what we're telling you is the truth. Intuitively, you know it. It's just so obviously it's the truth. And yet, what do so many of you do? So many, I, I was telling you a story on somebody else's podcast earlier today, and I think it's hilarious. I get a, um, I get a, a solicitation call because Julie's got a real estate license, right? And they have our phone number, and they call us yesterday. It's this company called – it's a marketing company. I won't say the name. And this guy's very nice. Nothing – you know, I'm you know, always polite to folks when they call. I, I used to – back in high school, you know, Julie and I used to have to telemarket selling magazines and crap. So I don't know what it's like to be in a sweatshop having to make pound-out phone calls, yep. which, by the way, in retrospect was great training. But that aside um, – Here's the thing. I told him, look, you know, I didn't tell him anything other than just politely told him we weren't interested. But here's what I heard in the background. He was in a room full of other people making phone calls, cold calling, (laughs) which I thought was hilarious. Here it is, a company that was calling me up as if I were an agent interested in buying, uh, you know, done-for-me social networking campaigns and all this other social crap. That's what they were selling, and yet they were making phone calls. Don't you see the irony in that, folks? Doesn't that seem almost hilarious? I mean, like, it's not even real that that actually happened. It Mm. works so well. Why wouldn't you be running your own Instagram cam? (laughs) You know? No objection handler for that one. (laughs) No. Okay. So, but that's how all these companies, they pick up the phone and they call you, don't they? They're not fighting you from social because they know it doesn't work, but they know that's what you want to buy. You know, they know you want to buy easy button stuff and you know, you buy it. Stop buying it. Stop lying to yourself. And most importantly, stop allowing yourself to be lied to. Stop choosing to believe the lie. Ultimately, it always goes back to that word choice. Julie, next point. Yeah, well, that's what it gets down to, right? So the next on our list is to actually write down your goals, your big goals, okay, on your desk, someplace you see it every day, suggestions, a trip to Europe, shopping spree, new car, family vacation, something you've always wanted to do, see, or have. Then you have some mini goals. Some of my coaching clients, their mini mini goals are things like a wardrobe upgrade. Some of them have said going to the spa three times to get massages because they plan on working their butts off fourth quarter. Mini goals. Okay, so you have big ones and you have some smaller ones there. Then after you've figured out what's going to motivate you, how many deals it's going to take to get you there based on real numbers, not guesstimating, then here's the part that they like to avoid the most, getting your schedule together focusing on generating new business in the morning and taking care of old business in the afternoon. How many of you guys have gone through that exercise, posted it, even written it out, possibly even shared it with somebody, but you don't stick to it because you allow yourself to get distracted, creatively distracted sometimes, things that look like work. If I were to walk into your office, it might seem like you're working, but are you actually being productive? So an introspective question is, am I being productive or am I just busy? There's a big difference. And if we were to shadow you every day and write down what you actually did and then share it with your spouse or your kids or somebody that would hold you even more accountable than we do as your coaches and podcast hosts, what would they think? Would they think you actually were being productive? You're actually creating profit? Or would they think, gosh, I mean, I I had no idea that that's how they spent their day, right? So actually get your schedule together and be consistent. You know, there's a whole section on this in the Harris Rules book 
about little hacks, right? And we've done podcasts on time management before, talking about things like start your day at the same time every day, try to end your day at the same time every day. Don't have different rules for different days. Always be dollar productive in the morning. Take care of your older business in the afternoon. You guys get sucked into appraisals and home inspections and all that drama, and then it eats up all of your time. It's the quintessential top producer issue. You have a huge month. You've got lots of closing. Some of you guys had a killer summer, and you're still closing those deals. But you spend so much time keeping those together, going back and forth with other agents, your clients, inspectors, all this stuff, that you drop the ball on your lead generation. And then you follow it up by a really light month. So here's a fun exercise to keep you guys motivated. For those of you who have had a really killer summer month third quarter, that's fantastic, but it starts to suck if you draw that out over the next 90 days. Okay, so a really great, let's just take a great 30 days. Maybe you had 10 closings. That's pretty awesome unless next month you have none, and the following month, because you had none, you were demotivated, and you only had maybe a couple. Now what used to be a really great 30 days, maybe your best month ever, turns into an only okay quarter. And if you lose momentum fourth quarter, it's so much harder to get it together on first quarter. It's probably the number one thing that top producers will tell you is that how you do this quarter greatly determines what's going to happen next year. You would think that it's what happens first quarter, but it's actually what happens right now. And on that note, I'm going to go over to my premier coaching clients and make sure that they're all on track. Back to you, Tim. <laughs> yes. So uh, those of you who are in premier coaching, as you know, Julie has a semi-private daily coaching call for all of you to attend. Uh, she does that right after the podcast, a little secret that's not really a secret. Those of you who get the most out of the program are the ones that attend the call live. Um, it starts now, so make sure you're attending that every single day live. If you're wanting to know what the next natural step in your real estate business is and what we're saying even partially resonates with you, which I'm sure it does, you need to seriously consider becoming one of our premier coaching clients. And when you do so, you are going to get the same level of care and feeding that you get from the podcast amplified by about a thousand percent because it is a complete done for you real estate system that's what premier coaching is it's not just a call it's scripts objection handlers listing presentations buyers presentations it's everything that you can imagine that you need for your real estate business and it's there waiting for you and personally coached by julie who wrote 99 percent of the best-selling book on amazon barnes and noble called harris rules a uh, definitely get that book i think uh amazon has it for sale at eleven dollars or something like that oddly enough i don't know if you guys knew this but they raise and lower the price depending on your ip address and where you are in the world and also here's something that's crazy the number of you who are in that particular area buying the book when we are when we travel out to the west coast and we look at the price of the book it's like 20 bucks you fly where we live now in puerto rico it's 11 bucks it's crazy anyway i thought you'd uh, some of you might nerd out on that useless information but i thought it was interesting <laughs> look guys if you need me for anything it's 512-758-0206 512-758-0206 text me especially if you want to have a conversation with me about exp you guys make a fantastic day we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.